Guess what? It's an episode of the Jacob Wayne Show. Sort of. Um, it's been a minute since I've done one of these, and um, yeah, I don't really have a lot for this episode, other than a quick little check-in. Um, I'll give you an update on what I've been doing. I have went on a job hunt for a minute, looking at things, had a couple job offers come in that were like, hey, do you want to sacrifice a bunch of time for about, like, what actually adds up to about five hours of actual work that you get paid for it's like no not really oh oh, okay well we got something over here where it's like your entire life will be this job do you want to do that and i'm like well no so i'm still really juggling finding something fresh that i know i can put my heart into as well as not take over so much of my life that i have to like grind things like this to a halt this has already been really ground down to a slow flow as you can tell since i haven't had an episode out in maybe two months but uh during that time i also had a bunch of commission paintings come in that i've had to go really slow on because uh gamma my band has been playing a handful of shows so it's kind of wonky it's like the band's doing good, the art's doing good, neither one makes enough money to pay the rent, pay the bills, the paintings help, it's almost there, but uh, yeah, where do you find a job that complements that? I don't know, there are options, I'm not totally done, but I'm definitely putting it on hold, I think, for the rest of the year, while I get caught up on commissions, more tend to come in around the holidays, and then just kind of reassess in January, be all caught up, be like, all right, um, definitely got to start bringing in a little more cash and see what I got to do. Does it, do I just do one of those kind of grinded out jobs three days a week, but each day is 12 hours? It's just something to check in, check out, something more meaningful related to art, music, I don't know. I had one interesting thing come in where it was like a teaching opportunity that is a little different than anything I've done before. So that was a big old like, hmm. And it was with adults, which I'll be honest, kids are great. They're cool. Some of the most honest, funny people you'll ever meet. And I do believe that adults are just big kids with just years of trauma shoveled on top of them. Especially our generation and generations before. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I do like being able to 
talk my way through material. And adults tend to do a little better with that than, say, elementary school. Like, I can compare teaching high school in China and then teaching, like, loosely at an after-school program in Seattle with elementary school kids. And I I liked it when they were older. Just a little easier to be like, hey, like, you didn't do the work. You're being a little unreasonable. No, I'm not. Like. You know, you still got to deal with that, and I'm sure you got to deal with that with adults, but maybe that's something to consider. But also, I like doing this show, and that's kind of a good question, is I don't like having a filter on this show. I like saying whatever the thick I want, and, you know, jobs like that where it's like, whoa, you're a teacher now. You can't be presenting yourself like this on the intranet. You know, it's like, well... I want tattoos and sing heavy metal songs and say fake whatever I want. I just don't know if that's becoming of a teacher, but then some would argue that that's maybe what we need in teachers more. A little bit of honesty and just, yeah, it's 2022. This isn't the fucking 50s. But uh, enough about that. Uh, let's see what else I can squeeze out of this. Um... Gamma Pa's been playing a lot of shows, so definitely look us up. That's G-A-M-M-A space Pa, P-A-W. Playing some shows with some really good bands that you should also check out. I won't spell their names because that would just not be fun to listen to, but you should listen to Nub, Cosmic Problems, The Bad Roommates, Spliff Tank, King Crawdad, Los Toms, Seam Ripper, Tongue Bite, Rotten Mouth, Pilot the Machine, Black Market Translation. I think I'm tapped out for, for now. Apologies to other bands that I have really enjoyed, but those are all, except for Rotten Mouth, um, those are all Colorado musicians, and most of them are like Fort Collins area. They're just like a bunch of really great local bands that have like, I've found myself enjoying local shows a lot more than like paying over 50 bucks to go see a band I'm supposed to go see, and just kind of being like, meh, yeah, like... Not disappointed in those either, but I guess as I get older, I don't want to just stand around like watching an entire set and having my back like start to hurt. Like I'm old and sure I could probably be doing a little bit more to maintain my core strength, but uh, no, yeah, there's just something about the camaraderie of the local scene and there's a lot of really good people around here and I've been impressed with these bands, and as I've seen them more and more, they just keep improving upon what they do and refining it, and it's been a lot of fun. It's kind of made me really enjoy going out to concerts more again, which it's kind of a, I don't know, as an introverted guy, it's good to have something where it's like, no, yeah, I do want to go out and be around people and this and that, given the whole job hunt thing. Got a penny pinch a little, can't go out to every single show, but it it's nice. 
some music stuff. Any new releases that have been coming out since last we spoke? I only have two recommendations. Let me see if I can find them because they're kind of new. Well, they're not new. They're old, but they're new to me. There's one album, actually a couple albums by the band XTC, just the three letters. And they're from like late 70s, 80s, and from then on. They stopped touring pretty early on because I think the main dude has like stage fright or something. At least that's what it said in the bio. But uh, the two albums I've been digesting from them lately, and this is where it started, was the first album is Drums and Wires, released in 1979. And that album opens up with a song called Making Plans for Nigel. Now, that was like a pretty big hit. I think some people know it. It's 43 million plays on Spotify, so it's definitely more popular than others. But uh, they're a UK band, and if you recognize that song title, it's because Prime has covered it. And that's where I recognized the name, and I was like, cool. And then I heard the original version, I was like, you know what, I like that too. Like, okay, cool. And I just kind of logged it in the back of my brain. But then I was listening to an alternative 80s playlist and another song came up which was on the next album they released called black sea that was released a year later in 1980 and the song that came on was generals and majors and i was like man this is this is a tasty track that has five million plays on spotify and i was like man xtc you know what let me throw on one of their albums so i just went to this one and then this Generals and Majors is track two. The first track is Respectable Street. And that's where I was like, holy shit, I love this band. That has about a million listens. So you can see like the numbers are kind of going down a little bit, but still pretty substantial. Respectable Street, man, it has like Tears for Fears in there, Ween in there, Primus in there. Some, like, kinks, I guess, might have been an influence on them. Just, like, all these different styles that I was like, oh, I've heard that in all these other bands I love. Listen to that whole record. It's great. So go listen to Black Sea by XTC and then Drums and Wires by them as well. And that's the one that has Making Plans for Nigel. I felt like that one is a little more bouncy, a little more fun. Black Sea is a little more of that kind of somber 80s new wave thing, but it's still a lot of fun and a lot of really great, almost like punkishness to it. And then the other album I discovered, which is another one that people would be like, yeah, of course that one. But uh, the name of the album, if I can remember... Uh, the name of the album is New Boots and Panties, two exclamation points at the end of that. And that's by Ian Dury, and that was released in 1977. And, yeah, what a fun... He almost has, like, that, um... What's his face? Spoken word-like delivery, like Lou Reed a little bit, but, like, UK... Tom Waitsy a little bit. Um, 
Gorillas. I can I can hear a giant influence this band had on the band Gorillas and Blur probably. Um, but the biggest song off of this record with 12 million listens is Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. If you've heard that, that's that song. And um, pretty much most of the album um, is about sex and drugs and rock and roll. And with a couple like little moments where he kind of in a humorous but very dark way, like a song about his old man. I'm just having like an ulcer that's bleeding and she's like, oh Jesus. But uh there's the first track on the record that has a very disco vibe to it. It's like wake up and make love with me. And you're like, man, this is, who's this dirty old codger? And like had to look up the the information I'm just like, I need to make sure that this guy isn't didn't end up being like a sex pervert somewhere because there's very sexual lyrics and you're like, hmm, like I love it and I'm into it, but it's just, let's just make sure this is good because like if he had ever done anything like rock stars are known to do, it kind of puts a weird sheen on the album that makes it harder to listen to. But from what it sounds like is he's just like a cheeky old fuck who makes a lot of sexually tinged things but in a humorous way and he's beloved by many um he kind of fell off as the years went on like a lot of 70s and 80s bands did when they got into the 90s and whatever but uh rest in peace to ian dury i'm excited to get into his discography a bit more so my recommendations for this podcast is go listen to new boots and panties by ian dury and then those two albums by XTC. Um, I already forgot the name. Black Sea and Drums and Wires. Let's move it along then. Um, movies. Hmm. I don't really got much in the way of all that. But I will say that this month has been like fantasy extravaganza. Game of Thrones came back with House of the Dragon and Lord of the Rings released The Rings of Power on Amazon. And so jumping back and forth between those shows, I think the great question before either of them started was like, oh, is this going to be the battle of these two shows? Like, are they going to be able to coexist? And I think that uh, they coexist really well because... To put it bluntly, Lord of the Rings is about the battle between good and evil and godly elves and fantastical magic. I think I saw a meme where it's like, yeah, I go on to the Rings of Power and there's these little Harfoots running around singing about singing songs about bread. And that being said, the show goes harder and darker than the original Lord of the Rings trilogy or the Hobbit trilogy, like, there's moments where I was like, oh, shit, like, I didn't expect that. Like, and then, like, almost, like, horror-tinged scenes with, like, orcs and whatnot, and then it'll go back to the horror for singing about bread and potatoes and the, 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 and it's silly and fun. And then you go over to House of the Dragon and it's politics and titties. 
which is exactly what I want from a Game of Thrones series. Series is first of all, I want good politics, inner maneuverings of powerful people, and titties. Now, you know, even it out. We need some floppy wieners in there. We perhaps, you know, every now and again, one of those floppy wieners gets cut off because of you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, man. You're messing with the wrong people that have powerful titties, and now your balls are gone. And that's what I like about Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon. A little bit of like uncomfortable shit like incest where you're like, that's kind of what people did though. It's not that far long ago that people were like, no, yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to preserve the purity of the bloodline. I, I asked him if he wanted some relief and I, yeah. So they balance each other out quite nicely. And on the 21st, I believe, Andor's coming out, the new Star Wars show. Which, just based on the cinematography, the graphics, all that, the acting, I think it looks better than Mandalorian or Obi-Wan or Boba Fett. But I guess we'll see. I always prefer the Jedi Sith content in Star Wars, but I've also been playing... Uh, Squadrons, Star Wars Squadrons by EA. And it was reminding me how much I just, I love the ships and the designs of that. And I was like, okay, yeah, there's more that I love about Star Wars than simply just the Jedi Sith stuff. But uh, hopefully some of that is embraced in Andor, where it's more the rebellion and ground level like Rogue One, which is the character Cassian Andor from Rogue One. It's focusing on him five years before Rogue One, I believe. And I'm pretty pumped for it. And to me, Star Wars is fantasy. It's not sci-fi. It's not not a lot of science in there. It's it's space fantasy. Knights and wizards and cool Vrosh Vrosh machines and monsters. So I'm thinking from here on out, I'm going to be making september like fantasy month and here's why like i i want to find a movie type and show theme for each month of the year some are better than others and some are to be followed maybe a bit more loosely like for instance in the summer the living room's hot i'm just not watching as many movies there's like stuff to go out and do outside and this and that once it gets cold you know you know you're gonna be inside a lot and every October, of course, is horror movies, Halloween movies, spooky, all that stuff. And I got that lined up. I bought some Blu-rays of movies I always have a hard time finding during October that I want to watch around then. We'll get into that in another episode. But, uh, yeah, like, September being fantasy month, sliding right into the horror month. I think is perfect. And then it's like... I think in November you make it more like... A transition out of horror into like the horrors of reality. Like like war films and drama and... Psychological thrillers. Like for example, I've talked about this in an episode before. But it's like Silence of the Lambs isn't really... A spooky Halloween time movie. It's... Psychological thriller. 
It has its fantastical elements, perhaps, according to some psychologists, but yeah, it's like November. Detective, like uh, actual criminals and not ghosts and fantasy and all that. And then, you know, after you get into that, and you're like, man, that's heavy, like war films, oof. serial killers, crime, good lord. December, you, you warm it all up. Christmas movies, romantic comedies, maybe just flat out heartwarming comedy. Yeah. January? Not sure. Maybe that's like time to like catch up on all the best stuff that came out the year before. Get ready for Oscars. Like, that's the thing too, man. Like, I still like the idea of the Oscars. I like the guessing what's going to win and like honoring some of the best stuff that came out the year before. But man, it really needs to be revamped because now all I think about is just rich actors in Hollywood types telling the rest of America how to be while they simultaneously allow one of them to get up and slap a comedian. And in a way, just, well, yeah, no, not in a way. Like, let's him get away with it. It's like, I don't give a fuck if he's Will Smith. He should have at least been handcuffed and removed. That's it. I'm not saying, like, anything beyond that other than Chris Rock can decide if he's going to press charges, but you don't let that motherfucker go sit back down and just meme mug him. But we that's been talked about ad nauseum. And I think that that's pretty good for movie and show talk for now. Video games wise, yeah, I've just been playing Squadrons. A little bit of Terraria, but we've talked about that before. Trying to get rolling on um, Red Dead Redemption finally, but don't haven't had out haven't had a lot of time. Gotta like cut out even more time and get those paintings done so i think on that note i need to do a little more painting so that's pretty good for uh, starting over podcast right i hope so i don't know if i'll when or how or why i'll have guests on in the future it's kind of easier to just sit down and do these when you're like, oh, I got a couple minutes to an hour to do something, and yeah, blah, 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 blah. So, we'll see. As as always, feel free to write me at thejacobwayneshow at gmail.com if you have any feedback, something you want me to discuss. Um, for instance, I got some feedback that I should like talk about board games, since I talk about like other media and entertainment. I'm not going to talk about board games. I'm not that into them. I don't know about them. Sorry. <laughs> I like Risk. Clue's pretty solid. I've tried some of these newer ones that people are really into. And I'm just like, mm, it's not really for me. I'll admit, not really a board game. But I do need to try Dungeons & Dragons at least once. I still have never done that. People seem to love it. Um... I need to try it. But uh, with that, I'm going to transition this into a trailer reaction for uh, 
Secret Wars. And we'll transition to that and then just end the episode. So once again, thanks for having me in your ears again. Hopefully I do it a little more often and you enjoy it. Ta-ta! Alrighty. This is going to be a trailer reaction for Marvel Studios' Secret Invasion, a Disney Plus show, I believe. Yeah, it's got to be a show. It's not a movie. Um, yeah, let's get it rolling. for your help plenty of other times and you've been pretty content to let those calls go straight to voicemail hey nick fury good to see him back being a, a little more open with his eyeball letting us see it that's that's nice of him well this is different how much do you know about your security detail what do you mean, how much do I know about him? Cheeto! That guy. Fury? We gotta be very careful now. You're in no shape for this fight that lies before us. This is my war alone. And I'm the last person standing between them and what they really want. And what is that? pretty good um actually i thought it looked really cool the the only reason you're not seeing a little more eh, from me is a i'm just not that type of guy if you want the like oh 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 my god reaction there's plenty of those everywhere else but also the marvel shows disney shows in general they have trailers that look really good interesting and then you watch it, and it's a little, like, CW show, cheesy. I'll, I'll say that, like, I haven't gotten entirely sick of the humor in the Marvel, the MCU. I still think it's pretty funny, but that being said, I do want some Marvel projects to be a little more serious. I have a feeling, like, this is all serious in tone. And then you're going to watch it and it's going to be joke, 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 joke. I, maybe they've been listening to feedback and they're like separating that stuff out a bit more. So like She-Hulk I've really enjoyed because it just is like, yeah, this is 
uh, legal procedural comedy. It's it's fun. It's funny. And I like that. It that's fine. Um, I didn't watch Miss Marvel because it wasn't really for me, but it seemed like a fun, colorful, creative, good time. And but I don't know, like where Marvel's been losing me a little bit lately is Moon Knight and the Eternals. Some of that more obscure stuff where, like, some really crazy stuff happens and everybody's like, yep, yep, we just, like, totally rearranged the stars in the sky and the giant statue came up out of the ocean that would destroy the world. But, yeah, you know, whatever. And, yeah, there's a certain point where you're like, man, all right. It's fun, silly, good comic book time, right? I want something a little more serious. Uh... There was moments in Falcon and the Winter Soldier that got a little more serious, and I liked that. But it never quite fully went for it, and never had, like, the the totally great action, this and that. Um, but I, I liked that one more than I think a lot of people did. I don't know, it's kind of hard to say. People are really all over the place with this phase of the MCU. Uh, I've really been enjoying She-Hulk, though. Um, this looks pretty great. I talked about Andor in, earlier in this uh, episode. and I mean, that looks great, too. I hope it's not just jokey-jokey. Anyway, I think that's all i got to say on this trailer. And hopefully you have more podcasts coming out for you soon. And we'll be seeing you. Ta-ta! Thank you for listening to The Jacob Wayne Show. If you would like to contact us, please write us at fakoshka at gmail.com. That is F-A-K-O-S-H-K-A at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Simply search The Jacob Wayne Show and it should pop right up. Make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Please write us. It helps add content to the show and makes the show even better for you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in. Thank <laughs> you.